And welcome to another episode of Rideshare, the series about the mysterious con man known as Keith, who poses as an unsuspecting rideshare driver. Now, we're already halfway through season one of Rideshare, and it's time to hit the brakes, pull over, and take a breather at a road stop so we can catch up with everything that's happened so far. I'm James Gavsey, one of the producers of Rideshare, and I'm joined by the host of VO Buzz Weekly, the on-camera host for Disney World for 15 years, and also one of the incredible actors of Rideshare, the series itself, Stacy J. Aswad. Stacy, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so honored to be a part of it. Now, by the way, Stacy, you were one of the actors on one of the episodes this season. Um, give me your impression as an actor, because you know we're in some strange times where we're not all getting together to record. What was your impression of uh, doing an episode of Rideshare? Well, it was... So, I mean, you know, as a voice actor, I'm used to not always being with everybody that I'm acting with. So, you know, I'm used to having everybody in my headphones. Um, but I would say, I mean, it felt, even though we were all remote, it really felt like, it felt like I was with Eric. I mean, he's such a great actor, so I really felt like he was right there in the car with me. And then getting to listen to Julie and Adam, um, you know, I love getting to listen to other people work. So as much as I would love to have been around a table with everybody, I just felt still very much like we were all in the car together. Yeah, it was funny listening to that episode. I was lucky enough to, you know, be in that recording and, and hear what was going on. Um, it To me, it was like live theater as close mm. to it to it as possible. There's a lot of laughter, by the way. Everyone was having fun. And the performances that came out of that were absolutely incredible. So my hat is off to you for that. What were your impressions when you actually, your first time impressions when you saw the visuals of your episode? Well, I, like I do with anything, like I, I was doing a lot of recon. I like to know who I'm talking to and what I'm doing. So when I watched the first episode and I saw, you know, visuals and I saw just kind of how the, the genre, I was like, oh, this is so cool because I'd never done anything that had like that motion comic kind of thing. So I was really excited and I was excited to see, I was like, what is she going to look like? You know, my character. So I was really excited to see. And then when it came out, I mean, it just, it's like putting the most delicious gravy on the food, you know, it just, just adds that extra layer of yummy to the performances and the storytelling and the writing, which are just, which were so great. Well, let me ask you this. So, you, you know, after going through, you know, we, we've gone through five episodes so far of the new season of Rideshare. And I know where I stand on this. On a scale of one to 10, 10 being you trust your Rideshare implicitly, one you don't at all. Where <laughs> were you before uh, Keith coming into Rideshare? And now where are you after? Are you like, uh, were you like a 10 before? Now you're at a three. How did <laughs> things change? Uh, I think I was probably at like a seven before and sweet little Keith, little traumatizing Keith has probably, I don't like, well, I don't want to give him the satisfaction sure. of messing up my mojo. However, he does make me pause a little. So I may be more like a five, 4.5. 4.5. Interesting. Interesting. Mm -hmm. After your episode, I would have assumed a two or three, but you're a New Yorker, so you're inherently really, really tough. That makes yeah. complete sense. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's go into these episodes one by one, just to kind of recap what's been happening so far. Mm -hmm. And we'll also give uh, our listeners and viewers a chance to kind of see exactly uh, what we're referencing as well. Uh, you know, episode one, 
uh, called Call Me Keith, oddly enough. That picks up where the original pilot left off, where Richard, you know, Keith's wealthy and arrogant passenger, invites him into his mansion. And mm -hmm. Keith, we just found out, is, uh, you know, kind of a con man, has a different side to him, and he's about to walk into his house with an unsuspecting Mark in the form of Richard, Hollywood, wealthy, um, you know, typical guy. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, let's go ahead and check out that clip. Let me just turn the alarm off. Wow, man, look at this place. You have great taste in furnishings, man. I mean, the paintings, all these really nice ornaments. Oh, thanks, man. You know, other than the stuff that you want to be old, everything is like top shelf, brand new. I mean, yeah. I was seeing this girl until a couple of weeks ago, and she's an interior designer. Well, I wanted to break up with her, but, you know, I had to wait until she'd finished the job, right? Man, that sounds uncomfortable. Not too bad. I had all the work done for next to nothing. When did you break up with her? 24 hours after she finished. I <laughs> oh, no, I didn't want to seem like a total ass, so I took her out one last time and treated her to a night in the new bed she had ordered for me. Wow. You know what? Uh, having lived in L.A. for quite some time, I feel like I've met a whole bunch of Richards. What's your impression of what's happening here, Stacey? How many times, I mean, who was like, oh, yeah, I don't even know you, and come on into my house and use my bathroom? I mean, that's... Whoa, 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 spoilers, 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 spoilers. Um, not that that's a bad thing to do. You know, of course, he has his knees to go to the bathroom as well. Um, yeah. That's true. <laughs> what What is the initial impression you have of Keith from this episode without revealing too much about it? Uh... He's smooth, you know? He's a smooth talker, and he he definitely knows how to pick up the little cues that people give off when they say things and just ride them all the way home. I, you know, it's weird because I, I he's got this charm, mm -hmm. and you don't want to be rooting for him 100% because he's not always doing something that's you know, above board, but I just yeah. find myself really pulling for him all the time. So uh, I'm not used to that with, uh, you know, people who are doing dastardly things. Now, this is also a pivotal episode because it introduces us to Lydia, someone Lydia. who just kind of came into the, the scene uh, and was explosive from the first moment and got a huge reaction from both Richard and Keith. Hi. Who the hell are you? Oh, I'm not too sure, but you can call me Keith. And why are you holding those giant chopsticks, Keith? Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Richard. Richard was just showing me how to use them. Is this what you're into now, Richard? Oh, you've got to be Lydia. <laughs> it's really nice to meet you. I'm a big fan of your work. What's your impression of Lydia? Oh, Lydia came in locked and loaded. Like, she was there with an agenda, no question. So I was like, I mean, I loved her presence. I thought it was like, oh, okay, she's going to, you know, go head to head here. Uh, but she was, she's definitely interesting. I, I'm curious to see where, where Lydia goes, goes to next. I liked her. That takes us all the way to episode two. And again, this episode was really, really special for a number of different reasons. We had Julie Nathanson on board. We had Adam MacArthur, of course. We had the amazing Stacey J. Aswad as well. And this was an episode that really was a roller coaster for Keith, uh, going from caring to badass to I'm not really sure what happened at the end. Let's mm -hmm. play a clip to show everyone exactly what we're talking about. Cheer up, Christine. Stop crying. After this is over, you'll contact your insurance company and you'll have a really good rideshare story to tell. You don't understand. What, what, what don't I understand? 
I don't have insurance. Are you serious? You don't have insurance? Really? No. So please, please don't steal my car. I would be royally screwed. You don't, don't want you that. Need, don't you need insurance to drive for a share app company? Well, well yeah, but, yeah. But I don't, I don't think I have theft. You don't have theft. Can't you just access the policy on your insurance app? Um, yeah, I don't. I didn't know what that was for. Okay, but calm down. Calm down. Listen, let's open it up together. We'll do this together, and we're going to take a look, okay? Okay, but, but, but don't look. I don't want you to see my password. Christine, really? You think I'm going to yes, rob really. you by looking at your insurance policy? Well, it's also my password for my Instagram. It's very personal to me. Okay, I understand. That's better. Okay, but well, just... I have a lot of followers. Now, as I'm sitting there, you know, as a producer listening to all of this, I got to tell you the the performance that really stuck with me was that of Stacey J. Aswad, oddly enough, doing Christine, uh, this poor rideshare driver who kind of got caught in the uh, sights of Keith. What was going through your mind as you were recording this? Uh, well, I mean, first of all, Scott Zacharin's script was such a great... I mean, I just think with any script that's great, it gets like a guide and it gives you the confidence and the freedom to just add sprinkles of of Eunice. And it, as much as like I, I felt like Christine was very much me in some ways because it's like she she thought she was like, OK, I've got the upper hand and I'm in control and I've got my stuff organized and I've got, you know, and I've done my little Photoshop and all of that. Um but I, I just, I don't know why, like maybe it's just timely now with social and stuff, but I just felt like, you know, her her stuff is really important to her and she really takes good care of it as far as like her followers, you know, my followers and my passwords. And so I just, I don't know, it just kind of came to me because I felt like I was so invested in her and she really felt like for that, that those hours of time, I really felt like... I was Christine. I'm going to do something a little weird. Can I talk to Christine right now? Yeah. Is this Christine before I find out or or right, Let's talk to <laughs> Let's talk to Christine after the whole experience with Keith. Oh my god. That was like, okay. Hey Christine, you know, I we all saw what you went through and I, and I really hope you're okay. Do you, but do you have a new car yet? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a bummer cuz I had to get a used one. I mean, like it's total downgrade, but you know what? Maybe I'll be less of a target. I mean, that guy, I mean, I have to say, like, this is weird, I know, but, like, I thought he was really handsome. <laughs> and, you know, not that I thought, oh, we're going to, like, be together and date. You know, he was, like, wicked old. <laughs> but, I mean, he just, like, I just thought he was, like, really cool. And I'm like, oh, this would be a fun flirt for, like, 20, right? But, sure. oh, my God. Like, who does that? It was weird. But I definitely have told my friends. And, you know, I'm definitely, like, my story is always, like, the story to end the night, for sure. Really, really quick question. Uh, did Because you you talked about your followers being so important to you. Because you've got a lot. Um, did this Thanks story in... Right? Did this story and what happened to you with Keith, did this increase your followers a lot? Um, yes. Like, I'm not sure, but I think... I don't want to say, like, too soon, but I, it may have gotten me some, you know, influencer possible, like, swag. So, wow. Yeah, I mean, because, you know, I'm kind of a bit of a hero, like a cautionary tale. Absolutely. But, um, 
But yeah, I'm like super excited because it definitely boosted my followers. Christine, I'm so happy you're okay because we were all really worried, but I had a feeling you, you would pull through this really, really well. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I was kind of dehydrated. I cried a lot, but yeah. I'm okay Like nonstop now. during the episode. It was like a yeah. faucet. But like three or four Red Bulls and I'm like, good. So thanks. <laughs> I think that's your new sponsorship as an influencer. Go straight oh to Red Bull. Oh my gosh, if only. Right. right. Get, getting carjacked by Keith gives you wings. I think that's your slogan. <laughs> Just putting that out there. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> very cool. And that was Christine from episode <laughs> two. Um, again, super happy she's okay. I had a funny feeling she would be. Now moving on to episode three. Uh, that one's called Wyatt, and this is where Keith, as a passenger in a rideshare uh, car, uh, encounters uh, Wyatt, who is played by Cooper Barnes. The character of Wyatt was someone that Keith seemed to have created some type of bond. Let's check out the clip to see what happened. So anyway, you look at it, I win. Because I'm almost certain you are less comfortable with dying than I am. But you don't want to die. Usually not. But sometimes my PTSD has other ideas. The uh, 22. Yeah, I'm always surprised when a civilian knows about that. The average of 22 of us kill ourselves every day. Well, I think that's terrible. Well, we got shot at. We saw people on both sides get killed right in front of us. Well, damn, Wyatt. You win. I am unable to steal your car. I'm even going to put the gun away. All right. So, Stacy, quick question. What's going on? Do you think Keith and Wyatt are connecting or is something else happening? What's the deal? Yeah. So I think that, that when they had that really poignant moment and you were like, oh, my gosh, Keith's guards are down. But then, oh, my gosh, when the next part, when like he built him up so high. So those poor people after that. Spoiler. Like, <clears throat> oh, um, yeah, right. Yeah. No. So I. Yeah. Yeah. We. We need to let the people. I felt go watch badly. I was like, "Oh, you people have no idea." Mm-hmm. No clue what's happening. You're right. You're not going to see this ending coming, which is incredibly insane because yes. it seems to be a recurring theme for each of these episodes. Now, this takes us to episode four called Lydia. This is where Lydia comes back in and firmly demonstrates what we already kind of figured about her, namely that she's already a force of nature. Uh, mm-hmm. She comes in, takes control and kind of changes the whole uh, direction of the episode and Keith's adventure. Let's take a look. Why would anyone want this egg thing? Uh, I I think it looks cool. Let's just get out of here before that guy wakes up. Okay. Put the egg down. What? You heard me. Put the egg and everything else you have into the bag. Drop it and run. Yeah? Well, who the hell are you to give us orders? I'm a police officer, motherfucker. Why do you have to be such a bitch about it? We got a call that there was a man being attacked by a couple of hipsters. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We did not do this, officer. You're at the scene of the crime. And how do we know you're really a cop? She's not. Wow. So Lydia just comes in, takes charge, pretends she's a cop, and just puts everyone under her control. Quick question. You're a New Yorker. You're tough. Um, if you were in Lydia's shoes at that particular moment, would you be able to have done the exact same thing she did? Oh, I mean, I think so. I mean, Lydia, she just, she like, that's such a great scene about 
adrenaline, you know, when people lift a car. And it's like she just came in because she has an agenda. Like it's, she is still very much working what she needs to do and wants to get. So it's like nothing. Even Keith, who everyone else is like crumbling in his presence, she's like, I'm so sorry. Excuse me. Get out of my way. I am on a mission. So I love her. Lydia is pretty crazy uh, in a great way. Uh, very mm-hmm. powerful. Uh, you know, she came out of nowhere, somehow tracked Keith down, um, and in a weird way almost came to his rescue. Yes. Right? Yes. I mean, you would never expect Keith to need to be rescued, but sure enough, she did. It was incredible. I know. I had to actually go back because I was like, am I am I hearing this? Am I watching this correctly? I was shocked. I was like, oh, my gosh, because you don't expect this to happen to Keith, right? And then she she's so calm. Like, Lydia comes in. She's so calm and poised and measured. And she's just like, she's somebody you want to be in a crisis with because she's like, even. You know, it's so true. And that kind of puts Lydia at a higher, a really high level because, look, for those who don't know, Eric Martzoff, who plays Keith, this is a guy who talks like a superhero, looks like a superhero. He's a big guy. He's tough. I mean, this is who we're basing Keith off of. I, I'm, I'm picturing Lydia just coming in, portrayed brilliantly, by the way, by Britt Barron, um, coming in and saving uh, this big, huge guy who just, you know, all of a sudden found himself in a position where he would never need it to be saved in the first place. Um, yeah, absolutely incredible. Loving the character. And this is what leads us to a great uh, kind of, you know, partnership, if you will. We find ourselves with uh, in episode five called Room 729. And they kind of hatch this, this, this kind of great con on themselves, a contest, if you will, all about that Fabergé egg. So quick question. Yes. What do you think is up with that Fabergé egg? Uh, I know. I mean, I mean, when you hear Fabergé egg, you automatically go, oh, it's this priceless, incredible. But there's something about it. Like, I want to, I don't know why. Like, I want to open it up. I feel like, is there something in it? I don't know. I think there's there's a lot more to that egg. This episode has a key moment um, where Lydia tries to figure out Keith and completely misses it. And Keith kind of shows, you know, reveals a little bit more about himself that we kind of suspected was there, but didn't know until now. Let's mm-hmm. listen. Oh my God, you really are a robot. I can't even find your pulse. Thank oh. you. Okay, wait, there it is. Okay, you ready to start lying to me? Oh, Lydia, I never stopped. <laughs> what is your name? Keith, call me Keith. What is your real name? Close enough. Next question. Did you go to college and live in a dorm? Yes, I did. Some of the best years of my life. You're telling me the truth. Am I? Your pulse says you are. Ask me again. Did you attend college and live in a dorm? No. No change. I'm telling the truth both times. I did. And I didn't. Were you ever witness to a murder? Yes. Your pulse is going up, which means you're lying. I witnessed a murder. A cruel and very brutal murder. Your heart rate is slowing. I What the fuck? <laughs> I can convince my brain to shoot past the neurons to the heart. 
Now, this episode had that incredible scene we just saw, you know, uh, where Lydia's trying to see if she can understand Keith, understand if he's lying when he's telling the truth. Mm. Can guys understand women better or can women understand guys better? But, see, I understood you to get around the question. No. Well played. Uh, right. You're welcome. And that's point for Stacy. Uh, I think that women understand men better. 100% agree. Men are more A to Z and women are more the whole alphabet. Uh, yeah, I'd agree with that, actually. I'd agree with that. We're, well, of uh, course men... you would. You better. <laughs> you know, we're, we're at the first half of, at the end of the first half of uh, Rideshare's inaugural season. We've seen Keith go through some crazy stuff. We, we've understood the relationships he's had with Lydia, uh, with Christine, with Amanda, with uh, the different people he's come in contact to, like Wyatt. Um, but here's the problem. I'm not satisfied. And again, I'm a freaking producer on this show. I still don't know what's happening uh, mm -hmm. to Keith in the upcoming episodes. You know what I say we do right now, Stacey? Let's bring on what? Scott Zachron. Okay, let's just bring yeah. on the creator. He's the writer and director. And let's just have him come on. And let's just ask him some point blank questions to figure out what, what's going through his mind when he writes this. And, you know, where is Keith going in the second half of the season? We're going to crack open Scott Zachron like a walnut. Stacey and I have been going over these episodes and doing a recap. And we're trying to figure out what is going on with Keith. What kind of person is he? Um, you know, you're the creator of this character. W what made you say, hey, here's an idea, con artist, ride chair. W what brought this idea into your head? Uh, because I wanted to do an anthology series where, like, every week could be another cool episode, which is season one. And uh, it just so happened that was the first idea I had. Um, and it was not necessarily, it was going to be a con, but I didn't, you know, what, who knows? You sit down and you start writing. And then honestly, I don't think this would have been the series if it wasn't Eric Martzoff, uh, because he brought a con artist into it that I didn't even know existed. But, you know, screw that. Hey, James. Yeah. Uh, you forgot to mention on scene, episode five, there was uh, uh, another wonderful cameo scene between, uh, you know, two ridiculously handsome men. Go on. <laughs> Go on. Uh, so let's play that clip. So you agree, flat out, the Hulk kicks Superman's ass at least three out of every five times they meet. Ray, I definitely do not agree with that obviously false statement. Oh! No, the Hulk can destroy a mountain, sure, but Superman can move a freaking planet. Hulk has no limits to his strength, so he gets stronger as he gets madder, so Superman would really just piss him off with that puny little Kryptonian Tom Brady face. Look, with Superman's speed, he would hit Hulk with a thousand super punches before Hulk even realized he was hit once. I have several points that will dazzle the judge for my one-sided victory. What judge? Uh, you. What? Rideshare right driver, you can be the judge. Okay, do you, do you have an opinion on this? Oh, guys, I mean, I love Hulk. I love Superman. They're both great, great dudes. Okay, perfect. Ray, hit me with your best shot. Oh, wait, wait, wait a second. As the judge, it's up to me to keep it legit. Right, so give me your phone so you can't look up any facts, guys. But we wouldn't need to even have to look hey, up. Hey, who's the judge? Just give it to him, Ray. Fine. Got the phones. Let's get ready to rumble, boys. Let's hear it. By the way, if you ever want to listen to Who Would Win, it's an amazing show where James and Ray go after each other competing against that kind of thing. It's not quite this scene, uh, but they'll take real superheroes and real anime characters, video game characters, and they'll put them in these, in these battles. And James is, uh, has a partner, Ray, who is a little bit better than James at that. What? Uh, what? 
is a little <laughs> bit better than James at that show. Oh boy. Uh oh. But, this is, uh, this but is not going to. This is not going to sit well. This is not going to go over well for you, Scott. That's all I'm saying. Hey, Scott, you should probably stick in your lane um, and uh. Uh, talk about Ride. No, here's the thing. I, I do have that show. Who would win? And uh, it's a great show. We ignore anything important happening in the world, and you know, debate like adults uh, who are big geeks. Uh, you know, who would win between Luke Skywalker and Spider Man? Uh, you know, and and just have a good time doing it. And we bring in guest celebrity judges. You know, we're hoping to someday have someone of the stature of a Stacey J. Aswad on as a judge. But you know, <laughs> we need to work up to that level first. Um, no, 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 no. Oh, you two are so funny. Uh, listen, Scott, enough yes, deflecting. Oh, yeah. I want to know, when are we going to get some, like, tangible backstory on what happened to poor little Keith that got him so fractured? Oh. That. I, we need that, Scott. Is that oh. coming? I have a theory. I want to hear Scott's take on this first, though. Is your theory that I'm not going to say? <laughs> I have two theories. <laughs> Well, I mean, they. Oh, put it this way: you, the, the egg obviously is is going to be part of the show. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's certainly a uh, it's the MacGuffin of the show, if you will. We are going to learn things about Keith. We're also going to find out where the truths and the lies uh, are. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same there, and there's a certain amount that I don't know because we also, you know, the nice thing about doing these things in real time is that we get to hear reactions, and it helps me to. Uh, uh, move the pieces around a little bit. Um, and, uh, you know, now I'm thinking that uh, we have five more episodes and there will be a lot of things will be addressed, tied up. And the second half of the season is going to be more rock and roll than the first season, which, you know, other than Stacey J. Aswad really had nothing special to uh, offer. <laughs> by the way, cut that line, whoever's at it. You know, Scott, my theory... My my theory on this, by the way, Scott, was that, and, and I haven't even told you this, but it was like, is Keith, like, is this really the story of Scott Zachron? Nope. Mm. Yeah, is, I think it is. Scott I think Scott have an alter ego? Do we know? Like, is exactly. this Scott Zachron's imaginary friend no. who helped him through crisis times in his life? Mm. No, he's pretty foreign to me, the character. I mean, the, the I know people like it, and I'm exploring the character, but it's, you know, it's, he, he is definitely a character. The nice thing is the character sits with me and talks with me. That's good. Uh, um, you're never lonely. You're not like r- poor Richard who's so lonely. Yeah. yeah. Poor Richard. Yeah. You know, you um, know who I thought would be a power couple? Richard and Christine. Well, Richard, I mean, Chris, I don't think Christine really wants the cigar. I don't think she'd like the cigar part. Mm. Yeah, no. They would, yeah. it would make her honest yeah. thing. As yeah. I was saying it, I realized that Christine was just too good for Richard. Yeah. I think Christine needs someone who's like really an influencer of sorts, whether it's, you know, on social or. We should just make Christine a social media star. Or she's like on her way up or something, you know, like somebody who's like a go getter. Because now Christine isn't. She's like she's like a little superhero. You know, she is. She's got new powers now that she didn't know she had. Just give us an idea what's happening for the next next half of this season. It'll probably be a lot of work, uh, late nights, uh, right. editing. Um. <laughs> Can you give us a little, just a little kernel of a clue about maybe where? where yes. Our, yeah. Let me look. I'm looking at my list of things. Make up. it a good nugget, okay, okay. Scott? Don't be, be chintzy with it. 
okay, things aren't as they seem. No, you know, the reality is like, I don't know. You know, every time we finish an episode, I'm pretty sure that it's no good. You know, and and, uh, then I get a little calmer as I see some responses. But the fans are freaking awesome. We have a few different uh, groups called, we have a group called the Insiders who are with us from the beginning. And uh, there's also the uh, the Sagamores out there. And we got a bunch of new fans that we're seeing every day. And that's very exciting. And I'm really satisfied. And I've made a lot of garbage in my career. So it's fun to actually do something I'm proud of. How's that? Well, you should be extremely proud. And you have an incredible team with you. He and, sure does. Uh, I'm, I'm so excited to, well, personally, to be a part of one of your creations. And I just, I can't say enough about how amazing all of you guys are. And you just, you all like have your really straight lane and you stay in it. And then you just, you're like a great symphony working together. So kudos to all of you. Just terrific. It's terrific. We're hoping to build uh, Digital Sky into a bigger network. Uh, this is our second season. We have something really interesting planned for the third season. But first and foremost, we got to walk Keith's walk. We got the next five episodes, and that walk is going to get faster and scarier and more fun as we go. At least that's what I hope. Stacy, there you have it from Scott Zachard himself. Um, we got some insights, I think, into what what went through his mind in creating uh, Keith and the whole Rideshare series. Um, how do you feel? Do you think we have enough information to go forward? Did, did he reveal anything really big about the second half of uh, Rideshare, the series? Well, I think, you know, I mean, truth be told, did we expect him to do some big spoilers? No. I mean, you won't even no, let me true. do a spoiler, James. But I, know, I, and, I know. And do we, we don't completely want to know exactly, but I do, I have absolute confidence in the fact that, Keith is going to, I think his stakes are going to get higher and higher, and it's going to get really, really interesting, really fast. I am so interested in seeing what happens. And again, just to let everyone know, I'm on the inside of this project, and I don't know what's happening for the last part of this season. (laughs) Um, I'm hoping that changes, and I do find out, which I will. But uh, if it's anything like the first part, this is, by the way, this is the, my, my favorite project I've ever worked on by far. So that's a, a nod to Scott Zachron and the rest of the amazing Digital Sky team and all the great actors such as yourself who've been part of this project. Um, Stacy, thank, thank you so much for coming on to this recap episode. Thanks for having me. Well, you're fantastic. Tell everyone where they can find you online. Oh, gosh. Well, I'm on social, Stacey J. Aswad, and you can watch Video Buzz Weekly on YouTube and subscribe to our awesome videos there. And, uh, um, you know, a lot of stuff I'm doing right now I can't talk about yet. I'm under NDAs, but you'll hear me. You'll hear me out there soon. So, um, but I have to say, and not to be, you know, Velveeta sponsorship, uh, this this working with you guys and being a part of the Rideshare podcast has is right up there with some of my highlights to date. So thank you wow. again. Wow. Well, thank you. And again, your performance was awesome. <laughs> the 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 first read of the script that you did was was fantastic. And then where you went with it after blew everyone's mind. So thank you as well. Listen, I you know, it's time to get back on the road with Keith. So uh, stay tuned for the next episode of Rideshare that comes out next Tuesday on YouTube. Um, you know, where you're just going to find your favorite rideshare driver caught in, I think, his most dangerous con yet. 
That's what I've been told. That's a spoiler for next episode. Remember, you can also check us out on Apple Podcasts by just searching for Digital Sky and find the Rideshare series. Uh, also, make sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Digital Sky Pod. And uh, again, subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, enter that contest to win a PS5 and an Xbox Series X. Again, you subscribe on YouTube, you're automatically entered for all of our giveaways. We'll be doing a ton of them. And uh, follow the link in the description of the YouTube videos so that you can actually see how you can get more points to increase your chances of winning uh, one of our great uh, prizes. On behalf of myself, the absolutely incredible Stacy J. Aswad and the Digital Sky team, thank you for watching and listening to another episode of Rideshare. We'll see you next time. Digital Sky is a Zoit Media production. Zoit!